Hello, movie fans. Dimitri here for Popcorn Talks Anatomy of a Movie, where today, get your vroom on as we talk Cars 3. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Anatomy of a Movie. Yo, hey everybody, hey movie fans. Welcome to another Anatomy of a Movie. We got our energy is up, <laughs> levels are up. It is. Uh, I've got great co-hosts with me today who whose energy always brings me up. <laughs> Why don't we start by introducing them and saying hello, far right. Hello everyone, I'm Marissa Serafini. Hi, I'm Becca Brown. Welcome back, Becca. You Becca seem to have come returns. on. She returns for, for, for yet another Disney film. And today, we're going to be talking about the most recent Pixar release of Cars 3. I'm very, I'm wicked excited to actually talk about this particular movie in this franchise. So, we always open up with opinions. So, I'm going to start off with my lovely co hosts. Starting with you, Marissa, what did you think of Cars 3? Um, you know, I actually, I really enjoyed this one compared to Cars 2. This one, like, seriously should have been called, car, called Cars 2 because <laughs> it was so much better. This should have been the sequel. Um, I liked how it progressed in the, the right side of history, the 21st century. Um, it's like, we have stronger women characters in this movie, which I also enjoyed. And it, it, it the, like, the storyline's relatable because it talks about, like, the older generations and growing, like get, getting older, and like, are you as good in as you were back in your prime? So, like, I think a lot of people can relate to that. But it still appeals to the older generation and also the newer generation too. Which I feels like the first two movies were definitely male. It's definitely male centric. There mm-hmm. are some females here and there, but it's definitely geared towards like boys, not really girls. Sure. And I felt this one definitely spans more to, like, females can watch this. Girls can enjoy this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that this movie makes the whole franchise better. Yeah, well said. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I agree. Becca. Um, I was, when they said they were making a Cars 3, I was kind of like, okay, um, don't have much faith in this. Because of I, Cars 2? Yeah, but then I, saw the, then I saw the trailer and I was like, okay down to see it and I wasn't disappointed at all by it. Right. I was I was blown away. Kind yeah. Of. Yeah. Yeah. Best I mean I have to say that Cars is actually one of my favorite Pixar movies, the original. Um because it, it well I love its themes and how it marries the mm-hmm. themes of like self-realization, coming into oneself, mm-hmm. like growing up. Like growing up is a big theme, it's I think, older. in Cars and Cars Three. Yeah. One is like being the youngster and learning and training, but the other thing that I loved about Cars was its its um, its love for Americana and the old Americana, the Route sixty six, and that nostalgia. That you know, these are roads that don't exist anymore because of progressive, you know, because of progressiveness. Mm -hmm. So that's Mm -hmm. what I loved about Cars, how it melded that, you know. And like some of the best sports movies, it proves that winning isn't exactly everything. Um, So, and then talk Cars too, sort of kind of traded out heart warming themes for pizzazz and for me it felt miserably it was an exercise of style over substance and that to me Cars 2 is when the law of averages finally had caught up with Pixar because to me it's still like 
the lowest of you know on the on the on the ladder of Pixar movies, that one's in the oh, bottom it's, rung. It's in like the last movie out of like everybody's list. Maybe I shouldn't speak for everybody, but <laughs> for the most generalists, this this is like the lowest rated. Pixar. Part yeah. two was the lowest. It was the first Pixar time they movie. delivered a lemon. All yeah. pun intended. I mean, really, True. when you look at their history up until Cars Two, um, kids loved Cars Two, but there was just nothing there. So, but you know, but thankfully, you know, with Pixar, you know, Cars Three comes out and it gets back on track. And for me, it may not be quite as good as the original, mm-hmm. right? With the mm-hmm. the heart and the nostalgia. However, it does have wonderful thematic heights. Um, it leaves Cars Two in the dust. And I agree with you. This should have been Cars. Cars too. Like, yeah. they should have done that. And I love the themes of watching the world literally drive you by while trying to figure out your place in this new world and growing up. It sort of kind of has, believe it or not, I was thinking of Star Trek Do The Wrath of Khan, where Kirk is getting older and he's, like, trying to see, where do I fit in this world? This is what Lightning McQueen is kind of going through, like you were saying. Those are great sports themes, Right, and we'll talk about yeah. sports movies, but those are what make really good sports movies is having that. And it honors your past and how your past fits into your future. And I love that. And and at the same time, it delivered fun new characters. I loved the new characters in this movie. And it spreads the love to those who've been along for the ride the whole way through. So, yeah, there was really lots to love about this. And kids, as you were saying, I don't know. When I saw it, I've seen it twice. Each time, packed house. Ton of kids. And they all cheered. Which is weird. I haven't... Like, I've been to a lot of kids' movies, Mm -hmm. right? But they usually don't cheer at the end. And they cheered at this. And I was like, oh, this movie's working. If kids are cheering. Yeah. Right? I mean... So my theater wasn't packed, but at the end everyone did cheer. So, and how about you? Oh, like, my theater was packed. I went on a <clears throat> typical civilian Friday night, and I had a kid on both sides of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and they liked it. They loved yeah. it, and sure. like both of them are boys. So, and of course, and, I had to deal with the, the the boy kids who were loving this film. Right. So let's talk a little bit about. Basically, the genesis of this movie, uh, you know, and in part, Cars 2 had a lot with Cars 3 coming in. It's almost like, you can almost say Cars 3 is like an apology for Cars 2, <laughs> even though Cars 2 made a ton of money. But going back thematically, they they realized that maybe Cars 2 making it so Mater-centric. And I got yeah. nothing against them. But, but that's the thing. Um, like, uh, I think... The, the main storyline was Mater and, yeah. and Cars 2. And, like, yeah, he's a fun, lovable character, but his character is only tolerable for so long. <laughs> a little goes a long yeah, way. Yeah, honestly. Agreed. And, like, Larry, Larry the Cable Guy is funny, and, and to Mater is funny, but watching his character for a full hour and a half is a lot. It was a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, most adults will Kills check themselves. out in the first ten minutes. Yeah, and I wanted... And, and again, nothing against the character. It yeah. wasn't his fault. Nothing against Larry the Cable Guy, who's the perfect voice. The, he gives personality to Mater. But the way that it was set up in Cars is that Mater and Lightning were such close friends. I had hoped that that friendship was going to continue more so. 
And it sort of kind of didn't. There was very little yeah, Lightning McQueen outside of the races, but Mater had to figure out what's going on. And well, Yeah, and there was also a disconnect in the cars, too. Like, they had a falling out, of course. Like, every good friendship had a falling out for a short amount of time. Sure. And then, like, it had all the beats of what you would expect in a friendship type of movie. Yeah, but they made it a spy flick. So, Be- yeah. Becca, you were going to say... I almost feel like um, Cars 2 was rushed a little bit, like the story based on uh, the success of the first Cars. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was rushed. Uh, Forget how many years it was. I mean, here's the thing. It's been 10 years since That's oh, a insane. little over 10 since the original cars it's been 12 years it come, yeah and which is crazy <laughs> that time has gone by so fast so but i liked how uh kill murray says what they wanted to go back and they really wanted to make it resonate with audiences mm-hmm. especially adults and it's the idea of finding meaning as we age and finding a way to be valuable in every phase of our lives he says mm-hmm. and giving back to the next generation in a way we don't ever think about. And Cars 3 is filled with that as well. So, um, yeah, what, what are your thoughts on the new theme and going into how this, the concept of this movie? Like, did you, you enjoyed how they sort of kind of went back to, like, let's, let's go back to what made Cars Meaningful. so popular and come up with a new theme. Yeah, I, l- I liked um, Cars 3 and what they did for like the female storyline because in Cars 1, we got a female storyline with Sally. And Sally like taught him, it taught McQueen like the ways of this is how you relax and this is how you actually enjoy driving. And then, right. and then like, I like the updates to the 21st century type of you know mentality of let's give a woman a chance. Let's mm-hmm. give her a... Mm-hmm. like a motivation and actual chance in the world to compete with men. Right. I was like, I love this. Yeah. The, the first line, and we'll get into Cruz's character, but when she first says, like, I always wanted to be a racer, and, like, I'll never know what it's, like, going to be racing, I was like, she's going to be in the race. Mm-hmm. I knew <laughs> that was not, pre- oh, that was predictable, like, nobody's business. Yeah. But I enjoyed it because it is, NASCAR is mostly known for men. There are right. some famous female drivers. I agree. But it's very rare to have a good, successful female driver. And she was voiced perfectly, I mm-hmm. thought. Yeah, she was voiced um, And you're right. It was, uh, again, it was one of the fun new characters that comes into this movie and how the quote-unquote trainer is being trained. Um, but she was a really great addition into this Cars universe, I think. I, I agree with you 100%. Um We'll get into the plot machinations of how she gets into the race and how she becomes to be a racer, but it was a very welcome addition uh, to me and how things switched. Um, and I liked her character so much that maybe we can get a Cars Four with Lightning and she, and we'll see what you know. Yes. I, I don't know. It could be. I think it would be very. Uh, I would like to see that relationship. I'd like to see how that relationship unfolds, and they'll, you know, if they do it with the right kind of heart, you'll have a winner, like an absolute winner, and you'll grab, as you said, more of the girls to come in. I can tell you this for a fact, they have so much stock in this character. I'm an annual pass holder to Disney, so I go... Take me with you. Yeah, take me too. Yeah, I go about (laughs) once a week, uh, no lie. 
they've added Cruz Ramirez in Cars Land. Like, yes. Cars Land. Oh, so, yes. for those who don't know, like, you can look it up, but Cars Land is a two-scale mm-hmm. built land that is Radiator Springs. And they actually have the car characters. You can see Mater, Lightning, and now Cruz Ramirez, the fire truck. They're driving around. Like, and they talk. And it's it's crazy. It's Disney magic. But they've added Cruz Ramirez. So, there's a lot of stock in that character. Yeah. And I was like going, that's awesome. Because I had no idea. So, I mean, Sally was a great female character, too. But like, yeah. she wasn't a race car driver. She, wasn't, she yeah. was just a Porsche. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And she was the love. Uh, um, and she had the, she was the love interest, you know. Mm-hmm. That was actually for me when we were talking about scenes. We'll get back into production. But I like the scene since you're talking about Sally. When lightning's going off, he's going to the new training center. Mm-hmm. To the new Rusty's training center, <laughs> and she's—they're th- saying their goodbyes, and she actually says to him, "I love you." And it is like, "Yeah, I love you." And I was like, "That's—that was sweet. sweet," because you don't, outside of like the parental bond and like mm-hmm. finding doors, something like that. Romantically, I can't recall, like even in Toy Story with Jesse and stuff, I can't recall like somebody saying, "I, I love you. you," like that. Yeah. And I—I th- I just thought. It was a very sweet moment that was nice. So Inside Out definitely had strong parental influence. Yeah. yeah. Parental, yeah, absolutely. So it was nice to see the little romantic bond grow in which she says, I love you. I just really like that. So. Go, going back to the uh, Cars Land thing, I was yeah. actually watching the, mo- watching the movie and like the scenes that take place in Radio Springs, and I was like, wow, they did good with Cars Land. <laughs> yeah, they do an amazing job. They do Jeez. an amazing job. So, um, yeah, I've been in Cars Land. It's, 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 cool. it's, it's amazing. The neon, awesome. like, I, I, I'm not, Disney doesn't pay me, but again, I, I go, like I said, <laughs> often. I go about once a week there, and I'm always in Cars Land. So when I see Cars Land, when I see Radiator Springs in the movie, I go, oh, I feel like, like coming I've home. <laughs> it's like I've been there. <laughs> so I want to talk about, too, I want to talk about mentoring. Because that's a big deal in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's one of those themes that I think is great that they go back to. In the first Cars, we have the fabulous Hudson Hornet. Doc Hudson, <laughs> Doc Hudson right? Uh, and we learn about fabulous, which I love. Because you never get a sense that Doc Hudson, as voiced by the wonderful, great uh, Paul Newman, mm-hmm. yeah. you never get the, you never got a true sense that he was ever cocky like Lightning McQueen is at the beginning of Cars. But when we learn about him, he goes, oh, he put fabulous on his thing for the day he showed up. <laughs> the day he showed up here. I liked how it was this invisible passing of the torch, so to speak, mm-hmm. right? Also, and it was just showing another similarity from Doc and McQueen. Like, they yes. are really, like, alike. alike, and they're the same kind of person. Yes, Yep, and they have good hearts. So the mentoring, which I think is a common theme in Cars and Cars 3, this baton gets passed, but it's a, again, it's through a self-realization, which I like that. I like I, I really enjoy that the character, it comes organically within the character, but it's such a big theme because that's, in a sense, what you can impart, Right. What did you feel about the mentorship, pro- like that that mentoring um, uh, plot line in a sense? Yeah, it is a plot line. I think there were, I mean, 
there are so many parallels throughout the movie because even um, at the end, Lightning goes to find uh, Doc's mentor. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought the... Um, I think I'm getting a little off. The but parallel I, or... No, I thought the, the Doc, the doc um, flashbacks Hudson? were really cute. Yeah. They made me... It was... A, Makes you nostalgia. It was this, yeah, it was. That's the right word. Nostalgia. How, how about you? Mar- you know, I'm going to ask you, Marissa, because you said something before we started this about like you're the woman who keeps the men in line here, right? <laughs> I want to say this because through the doors of the AfterBuzz Studios, right, mm-hmm. there is always a fresh group of people coming in to talk about whatever te- new television show yeah. on, right? So, Marissa, you've been here since close to the beginning of time, like for, for AfterBuzz, and I mean right. this in the in a great way. You yourself impart like a lot of your wisdom and knowledge and your experience. I mean, uh, even when I first came here, you know, you I, I took a lot from you as well. Mm-hmm. So you're in a, you in a sense take that role uh, for AfterBuzz too, right? Yeah, I agree. Right? I mean, <laughs> Thank you. so but when you relate it to cars. Three or even cars. I mean, I want I want your thoughts on because in a sense you do that for people and you yourself, you keep on gaining more experience. Right, and and like and that's what I loved about like the storyline because I think they did it so well right. in this one, um, especially coming from like a male female perspective. Uh, of mm-hmm. course, you're going to naturally get that pushback. Right. Um, right at the beginning, and of course, it's always like the the student quote unquote, which is McQueen now because. The, the cruise is the trainer. Um, like, there, there's always, like, that person who's resistant to change or just, like, wants to, like, how's the fastest way I can get, you know, like, skip get all back. the middlemen and, like, get right to the, the end results. And it's like, no, you actually have to properly train, and you're always going to get that um, person who just wants to cut corners and just get there. Um, I, I like that because it showed that the woman was already, like, set but it also shows, like, McQueen, you know, with his uh, personality that, like, he's like, no, I know everything. I know what it's like to race. You don't because you're just a trainer. So, like, right. um, I thought that was oh. very believable. Mm-hmm. But just because you're the student doesn't mean, and, or, and also, and vice versa, just because you're the, the teacher doesn't mean mm-hmm. you can learn something for your from your student. Of course. And I think we got both, uh, a good balance of both. I agree. Um, especially when it came to the actual physical, tech, technical aspects. Right. Which, of training on the tracks, like sure. especially when they're on the beach, which yep. we'll get there. Like, no, you have to put your feet in and dig a hole before you. You got to get your start. tires dirty. Yeah, and then yeah. like mm-hmm. even with drifting, like you got to turn left to go right. You're right. And right. like Cruz was like, I have no idea what the heck I'm doing. <laughs> right. I mean, and she's the trainer, so like I, there was a nice balance of keeping each other, like the check and balance system. I agree. That these two had it, and it built organically, so that when the ending comes. You might sort of be taken aback, but when you, again, seeing it twice, too, I was like, ah, yeah, that just happened. That was such an organic flow that, of course, it makes Mm -hmm. sense of what's happening. So, Becca, you were going to say something, and then I want to move on to talk about characters for a bit, other ones. I like that, based off the interactions of the two characters of Cruise and Lightning, that they both, like, helped each other grow by the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like... Which is... Like, people help me grow. But but it's (laughs) smart, because that's... The way life is, yeah. and cars is such a parallel to, to the to, to, to the real world in a sense, and those are the themes too that you that makes me fall in love with the original cars. Um, so, uh, I want to talk about 
some of the new characters. We're gonna get. We'll talk. We're obviously gonna talk a lot about Cruz, but um, I definitely want to talk about uh, Jackson Storm, as voiced by Army Hammer. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, of course, he's the new guy. The and we have a picture. He's, the, he's, a, he's a, yeah, he's a new guy, but he is also a sign of things to come. Well, uh, like if you think about it, in the first cars, Lightning McQueen was the rookie. Yeah, and he, he was, was the cocky one. Yeah, uh-huh. winning yeah. all the races. So it makes sense that McQueen's kind of getting a taste, a little bit, a taste of his own medicine. Sure, and it's kind of like sweet revenge in a way. Yeah, <laughs> and you know he's a he's a cool looking car. And if he wasn't such a jerk, you'd be, wow, he's a cool car. Army Hammer, I thought, was a perfect choice to voice him. <laughs> because he's a cool looking he's guy. He's sort of kind of <laughs> like, yeah, well, he's sort of kind of like, too, he was, uh, he could say things, it was like a, a backhanded compliment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, he would say things that are nice, but they're really not nice. That even Lightning's like, wait, wait, what did you, oh, I- that's not nice. <laughs> I'm still impressed with the nice to beat you line because I did. I was like, wait, what did what did you say? Did you say beat or meet? <laughs> yeah, beat you. I was like that too. Yeah, what did you think of him as a villain, Marissa? I liked him because even like the color scheme of Sterling <laughs> is so far opposite of McQueen. Like, well, Sterling or, or, or Jackson Storm. Oh, yes. We'll sorry. get to Sterling um, in a sec. All, all the nice, pretty cars that we see in this movie. Sorry. Um, Jackson Storm. Yeah. Like, he's he's dark, light. Now, also with the lightning, if you yeah. thought that there was a thunderbolt on him. So, like, obviously, he's the new, better version of McQueen. Right. So, and the color scheme is so far opposite of McQueen. You're like, oh, this is a guy who's already going to be foiled to McQueen, which I enjoy. And yeah. I think because of Army's Hammer, it's like such low um authoritative type of voice completely yeah. fit the character absolutely yeah i, I agree and, and he's a welcome addition and it's just because he does play a he's a good villain and what's interesting about it too when you talk thematically is that when you think about it all these new technology progress progress is happening and a lot of the cars that McQueen came up with, which is a, which is a cool thing too. We'll get in one in one second. But all those cars, they're also retiring. Mm-hmm. They just quit. You know, they're getting out of the race. And and it's made a point in the movie to point out to us that more and more of these newer cars are coming okay. in. Yeah. The older cars are coming out. Here's something that I really like. That as I thought about it, I'm talking about the older cars, right? The people that McQueen came up with. They had, and I don't know if it's this way in NASCAR. If somebody can corroborate who may be watching us now, maybe you can let me know. There's a camaraderie. There was a camaraderie amongst the racers. So if they, if Lightning didn't win, right, they made fun. And there was that, (laughs) there was the, there was the gag that they would be played upon uh, during their interview. (laughs) Whether like, you know, it's whipped cream or the inflatable tires. It's like, I'll get you back. I love that camaraderie. I, I like that too because in in the first movie we didn't really get that. We got no. we saw like a kind of a healthy rival, but not really a friendship. Right. And in this yeah. one, because they've raced together for so long, and after all these races, they're just they friends now. Friends. And when you saw not McQueen didn't win every race, but right. like when he lost a race, and all the in the other winners were like good race, you know, good like race. you you show that they're just friends now. They're not really in it for the glory. They're just yes. in it for the fun. They're in it for Can racing. We, yeah, yeah. Coming from a uh, sports background and like knowing stuff about 
gymnastics since my sister's in gymnastics and I used to be in gymnastics. I think that's another thing that imitates life because once you start, once you compete with someone for a long time, you just become natural friends. Do you? Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and I, I enjoy that in this movie. I enjoyed that McQueen was was friends for the people that he was competing against, and there was a mutual admiration and respect for them. And you're right, in the first movie, it wasn't so much. Um, I do want to talk about... The, okay, so one of the characters in this movie, and if anybody could... If anybody has the answer, I would love to know. In Cars, we had Chick Hicks, who yeah. was the main rival, right? right. And he was, he was voiced by... Michael Keaton. Yeah, he was. And in this movie, it's this Bob Peterson. Bob Peterson. And, and and again, I know it's ten years ago, but yeah. we have we have cars on Blu-ray. That was a stark difference to me. I was like, that's <laughs> not Michael Keaton. Was he busy filming Spider-Man? Like, what was he doing that he couldn't come back? Nothing against Bob Peterson, but it is also interesting that Chick Hicks still has that chip on his shoulder. Uh, against uh, Lightning McQueen, yeah. and I wonder if it's because he took the job. He's now an announcer, and he's not racing, but he obviously doesn't have the camaraderie that Lightning does when he's on the track. And where Chick Hicks, to me, seemed like that bitter guy. Yeah, I feel about, like like uh, you'll always have that one person who'll never forgive you, whatever yeah. it is, no matter how many years have passed. Yeah. And I think like Chick Hicks is that character yeah um it didn't really bother me that the voice changed because i didn't yeah. really realize i didn't realize <laughs> it's really? been 11 12 years now. i know i just okay. i don't know why i just i just that was something that's not michael keaton um <laughs> but i did right. talking about and another new character that we get in here you had mentioned sterling, sterling. as Nathan, like as, as as voiced by nathan fillion which is yes. a weird you to me you walk this you walk this weird tightrope where sterling there he is. We're, we're, we're Sterling in that, you know, Captain Brown coat, Captain Brown pants there uh, from, from Firefly, Nathan Fillion. Nathan. Again, perfect voice casting. And I was wondering, is he really See, a bad guy? Like his, That's the good thing. He about, like, seems totally duplicitous. Um, but, you know, you know what I mean? Like, he seems sincere. But as the movie got on, he wasn't quite nice to Cruz and or... Inner lighting. Mm-hmm. So, what are your thoughts on on this new character, Sterling? I I feel like he's the guy who doesn't realize that he's coming across the way he is. Mm. <laughs> we know so many people. Yeah, <laughs> like interesting. I don't know how to go more into depth on that, but well, there's it, people in life like that. Well, but 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 again, talking about um, when you talk about Jackson Storm. He knows he's a jerk. Yeah. He knows he's being he know, full of himself. Full of or, in a sense, Sterling, he doesn't realize like how what he's coming saying. across. Right. What, what were your mm-hmm. thoughts about that? Uh, well, Sterling? I think like it, the character fits with Nathan Fillion because I think Nathan Fillion just in his acting roles that he's so good at playing the the likable guy, but you also kind of hate him at the same time. You can, yeah. Um, but he's still he's charming, but also yet deceiving at the same time. time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what Sterling was like, and uh, he seemed sincere at first, um, even with the the whole business plan that like you, you now you're just a name and a brand and a product. Let's sell that because that's what's famous now, not mm-hmm. because of your racing, but because right. of your your product. But also, you know, Nathan Fillion, uh, he himself said that uh, he thinks of Sterling as a ten thousand dollars suit, like 
a man yeah. in a suit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's not a giant man that comes into a room and holds courts and demands everybody kiss his ring. He's not that kind of lead, leader. He's right. a down-to-earth man and charming and exactly the kind of person you figure should be running a company such as this. Yeah. Um, I was like, I believe that. Nathan, it, yeah, right? I believe that too. And I also believed yeah. that, at least at the beginning with that character, I believe that he did have... Well, number one, I believe that he had Rusty's because he he buys out Rusty's. Those two characters are fantastic, by the way. Yes. It was so good to see the Rusty's owners. I love um, them. I like them. Go ahead. Oh, well, I was also thinking just a Sterling. Like you can see why, um, like throughout the movie, you saw his actual true, genuine love and fanship for yes for McQueen, and like and that's like I okay, I actually want to sponsor you because I am a fan of you and I know your brand and I know what's good for you, and then. That also explains why he was so short with Cruz, especially like during the the last final race, and he wanted Cruz out of there. It's like no, he wanted to see McQueen, lightning, right. because that's the person that he's representing, er, representing not Cruz. So it makes sense that like he's very lovable towards McQueen, but very short with Cruz. Yeah, and also like I also took that scene too from Sterling as sort of kind of putting her down and putting her. You're a because. Tra- the words were you're a trainer you're, a you're trainer. not a racer because he said that he said that at the beginning when when he first introduced Cruz you know no yeah, no she's, she's not a racer she's a trainer so it's like sort of kind of putting that in a place so I, and I sort of kind of took it as a little weird um and rude I should say not weird rude was the was the better word but I do agree at the beginning I do agree that him buying Rusty's and Rusty's I also like where they say you know what he can give you what we can't and he can give you better training. Um, it was one of the reasons that they sold, and of course, for lots of millions of dollars. But at the beginning, I did believe that that Sterling had McQueen's best interest mm-hmm. at heart. Mm-hmm. And it's like, look, man, and he goes, yeah, that's your concrete from your first race. Because I am a huge fan, and I want to see you. I want to see you succeed after. after. Yeah. Um, it's just a different. Uh, it's just a different track. I think the way he was voiced by Nathan Fillion was 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 perfect. And then towards the end, we know everything comes full circle uh, as Rusty's was bought out again. Yeah, by Dinoco. By Dinoco from the, the first movie. I feel like at the end, his Sterling's character kind of escalated fast because I was like, okay, I don't see anything really wrong with his character. And now he's just like a businessman blinded by, blinded by money. And then at the end, I'm like. Uh, no. Don't be talking to Cruz like that. Yeah. Yeah, and then our other new character is Smokey, is voiced by Chris Cooper. Uh, and he is the Jedi Master to the fabulous uh, Hudson Hornet, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I like We Chris only had, like, Cooper. two lines from him, though. From, yeah, I, but I like the go back to I want, the guy who trained him. He's got to be a good guy. And I like going back to that race track. And having, <laughs> and having him end up being his pit crew mm-hmm. and going, I, what are you talking about? As as lightning's feeding him stuff as Ramirez is in the race. <laughs> but I enjoyed having that character in it. And then we meet all the other old racers, too. Which is... And they were doing all these old techniques of, of, of racing. Which, Marissa, I'm going to bring this up now. I thought mm-hmm. while watching... Cars 3 was an amalgamation of Rocky movies. Totally Rocky. Right? Yeah, okay. Totally Rocky. So we have the beach scene. Yeah. Which is a great totally scene. Totally Rocky. Um, you have the training yeah. montage on the beach. Yep. Mm-hmm. You go just do it over and over again until you actually become the fastest 
faster eraser. Um, I enjoy that. And also, with, just with the yellow color there, I just kept thinking, like, Rocky Balboa's shorts. I've seen that movie uh-huh. too many times. <laughs> I know. Um, but I loved it because everyone, like, because people, the like, men and women who love Rocky now are the parents of the kids right now mm-hmm. um, who are watching this. So I think that's so the scene for the parents that would enjoy because it is nostalgic to to the Rocky movie, to, to any type of training montage movie. And it had almost... It, the beach scene is the most notable, right? But then it had the older guy training the younger, right? And, and taking over as a, as a, as a mentor, as a, as a trainer. But then it had the old school way of training. Instead of using, instead of using uh, treadmills and simulator uh, things, we're in fields with the tractors and it's like, go through the open window. It's like mm-hmm. going old school to train the new kid on the block. Which is so rocky and as that's well. So rocky, right? You it's know, like we're gonna catch tie a chicken. Strings around your foot so you can learn footwork. Right. I mean, it was so rocky in that. I and where it. I couldn't find in any of my research any reference to Rocky, I was like, no, come on. No. It's like you're gonna go swimming to exercise every muscle in your body. All right. <laughs> I wasn't thinking of that before uh or coming in today. But I just typed in, like, Rocky in uh, Cars 3. And oh, did you? there's a bunch of stuff that comes up. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, it's totally The first that. is uh, Cars 3 trailer. This is Pixar's ver- version of Rocky 4. Yeah. yeah I it, think it's a mix of 3 all and of 4. All, you know, because it, it's, it's about handing over. And again, to me, it was really never about... Cars was not about winning. Because that's when our hero, Lightning McQueen, when one of his compatriots, colleagues, gets in a really bad crash, he goes over to help him out and get him across the finish Mm -hmm. line, right? It's a great ending. The original Rocky wasn't about winning. It was about Mm -hmm. making it through the entire race and and getting, or the the, the fight, I should say, and just making it through all of the rounds. It's sportsmanship. Mm -hmm. That's one of the themes that I loved about cars and even this one now, too, because it wasn't about winning for McQueen. Like, he just wanted her to have the chance to race. And he knew that she could compete, but he's like, you know what? It's time for me. She can do this. I want her to race. I want to put her in there. And it was a, it's a, it's a, it's a good scene. And again, it's growing up. I, I did like the moment where, like, he had that realization in the race because we had that, like, short montage of, like, all the moments when he was training with her out in, like, when they were off the field, he never beat her. Like, she's the one who won the demolition der- um, tournament and, like, always was outraced in the in the the, the forest, and, you know, when they're going right. through the trees. Like, he realized that he's actually better than her. Yeah. Or, like, or she's better than him. And, like, I like that realization. It's like, no, she's the one who should be racing. Yes. She's, she's a, race- a racer. She's a racer. She's a racer. I- and I've been training her to do this yeah. right throughout the like, entire she movie. She can do it. She can do this. She and- has the exact same training as he does. Yeah. And uh, it- that's why, to me, uh, it's very organic, the way mm-hmm. that that happened. I-, I remember the first time I saw that. Uh, let me. Uh, the first time I watched the movie, I did have this weird... Experience, and you tell me if you had something similar. Whereas I was going, wait, what's going on here? It's like because I sort of wanted Lightning to at least get well, have his yeah. comeuppance. I wanted him to have his vindication that he can do, do this, this. Yeah. and then retire on his own. Like I figured he <laughs> would end up training 
Ramirez, but it was this, I was like, oh, but how it ended, I was happy with. Your initial thoughts when he finally, he has that epiphany and goes off to the pit stop and tells her to come in. What were your thoughts on that, on that switchover in the race? Becca. All right, uh, yeah, I'm stumped right now. Hold on. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm seeing smoke, Becca. Come on, come on. No. I, no, I enjoyed it, especially because McQueen also had the added effort of making sure you blacked out Sterling and the other people who could hinder Cruz from mm-hmm. racing. Like it, it was a character growth, but also like he had people helping him help her, and um, I really enjoyed that. And the fact that. He was helping from the sidelines, but yet was still that integral character to the point where, like, no, just give me the headphones and I'll take over and essentially step into that Doc role. Right. Which we loved because we yeah. didn't really get Doc in this episode. We get, er, episode. But in this movie, we, um, it's like we got, like, bits of him and, like, yeah. why we love Doc and now why we love McQueen in that Doc leadership role. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Yeah. I, I loved that we didn't really get the Doc part in the movie and that we did get the bits because that just made me emotional throughout the whole movie. <laughs> um, I get I get cry during these uh, movies. <laughs> um, at first when Cruz came into the story I was like wait but this is lightning. Into the rays. Well like into, or the, into story, the story. Like, it, just in general I was like wait this is lightning's uh, like chance. He's trying to get a second another chance to uh, right. be in, a ra- in the sure. race. And I was kind of Confused and did you find that Cruz was threatening or? Um, I felt she was getting in the way at first, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I see where this is going. I love it." Yeah, yeah, it's done very, very well. I, I think, and again, when I saw it the second time, knowing was going to happen, and so I was looking for more cues. And sometimes, like when you're watching a good movie multiple times, and like there's an outcome, and when you watch it again. And you have that first experience through you, like over you, you can look for certain cues. And those cues are clearly in this movie. Um, Let's talk about Doc for one second, because there's something interesting I want to bring up. So a common trend today, yeah, a common trend today in live action movies is digitally changing people, right? Mm -hmm. This is common. We saw it in Guardians of the Galaxy, Rogue One, we talked about it, making people look younger. Mm-hmm. So in here we have dogs. Doc, we have you know fabulous Doc Hudson, right? And they actually used outtakes of, of Paul, Paul Newman. Newman, and I believe Cars Three may have been one of the last things that he had done uh, prior Passing to passing me. away. Um, you know, it didn't because they weren't using his face; they weren't digitizing him and putting him on a somebody's body. body. <laughs> I actually, I didn't mind using the voice for the animated character if we were pulling out takes. And, and I guess, too, there was a gentleman involved who also sounds, um, uh, who, who did his voice as well. So they were using a combination, but a lot of it was outtakes. What were your thoughts on that? I liked it, too, because it also, because watching the movie, I was questioning, I was like, why is Doc not in? But also not realizing that, you know, it's Paul Newman. Um, I liked it because... You can get away with that, you know. That uh, that is the beauty, um, the beauty of voice artists and like using just voiceover. You don't you can put the voice with any type of visual um, character mm-hmm. and, and work well in this movie. Yeah. And it brought back a character that we loved from the first one. It did. What are your thoughts, Becca? 
It was weird seeing the um, the flashbacks and like the voice. Well, hearing the voice. Yeah, hearing yeah. the voice, and. Also, was it disconcerting to hear Paul well, Newman's voice also, like today? I was kind of thinking about back to like two, uh, 10, 11 years ago when I saw the movie for the first time. When I saw Cars, Cars for the first time. Yeah. And um, I was <laughs> questioning why, because as a kid around that age, I. Um, he was a kid. <laughs> I was like 11, 12. So um, what were you questioning? I was. I um kind of saw him as a villain first in the movie, and I oh, was like, yeah, you saw him. Oh, I get it. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. No, I. You know, for for if you're a little kid, like he would come off as yeah, being. Yeah, he was scary at like, first. Like, he's, like, oh, he's the I old grumpy it. man. He's the old grumpy exactly. man. Exactly. He's the old grumpy man. You know, those are great movies too. <laughs> and <laughs> grumpy, grumpy they man. are. They have Both two. Of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I I also look at Cars Three as a wonderful. Tribute to the great Paul Newman yeah, as well. Yeah, it was a good. Tribute. I mean, because they did it in such an affectionate way, and you can't complain about using outtakes of his voice because the character became so lovable in Cars. And I also like that they don't explain what happened to him. We just get we get the yeah. hint. It yeah. doesn't have to be explained that he passed away. He went. He's not there. So. I thought it was a wonderful homage to Paul Newman through this character. Mm-hmm. And um, I really enjoyed that uh, I, I, because there was nothing gratuitous about it. And the way that they built this character up because we learned so much about him. And, you know, there was another great scene where uh, Chris Cooper's character says, you know, one of the best parts of his life was you. Like, when he got in that car oh. crash... Much like Lightning McQueen ends yeah. up in his car crash, you know, things went south for him and, uh, you know, he went into seclusion because all these other rookies were coming up and then he finds Lightning. And so when that line of dialogue comes up, he goes, he started writing me after 50 years. Like I hadn't heard from him in 50 years. And he was sitting, and you go into that room and it's all Lightning McQueen, Lightning McQueen and Doc. Mm-hmm. It's a very touching scene, and as much an ode to the character as, as it is mm-hmm. to Paul Newman, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's very, it's yeah. very sweet. Yeah, I thought so too. So much so that I'm like thinking about it and crying here. So it's fine. So you know, story supervisor <laughs> Scott Morris, um, they, they they wanted to heighten highlight the emotional core to this, which I believe they succeeded, mm-hmm. and they focused on the relationship of the characters now. Scott Morse, he goes, you know, you don't have to be an aging athlete to understand Lightning McQueen's, mm-hmm. Lightning McQueen's plight. Catch this. He goes, I'm at a point in my career here at Pixar where I'm not the young kid coming in. He goes, I'm a 20, he goes, I was a 20-year-old intern who had a Lightning McQueen toy as a kid. They're good, better, looking for opportunity. But that doesn't mean we all step aside. We look for positives. So I just like. When he likens himself working at Pixar, he goes, "I'm no longer that. I was a little. I was Lightning McQueen starting, and I was, I a was the rookie." You know? So you have these people who uh, who've been with Pixar forever, mm-hmm. who all have this same that that resonance of they get the story, which I which, which I really really liked. So um, 
So why don't we talk a little bit too about um, maybe some of the production um, and looking at how how coming how how building this universe because again visually stunning and I'm talking from not just Mm -hmm. the big things to this I'm talking about some of the small things there was a when they were racing around the old track Smokey's track right there's a scene that there's like a just a puddle of water that they're going by and there's like they're they're causing they're they're causing ripples in this water Mm -hmm. that's a small scene it was great the beach scene Mm -hmm. the ocean looked so much like an ocean like yeah it was beautiful so something that was very interesting too and i never really thought about it regarding doing a car we talk about risks which apparently this is something that pixar Mm -hmm. right it's a rendering program used in animation Mm -hmm. So Jeremy Lasky, who's the director of photography uh, for camera, faced this challenge where he says features on a human face appear in the same plane where they're facing the camera, right? So I'm looking at you. Everything's all here. He goes, but with a car, a car's mouth is like six feet in front of his eyes. And, you know, from the windshield to the grill, we play a lot with angles to make sure the character is on model in every shot. We learn from the first two films, but we also push it to another level, bringing more energy to our shots and making everything feel more alive without distracting from what's going on in the story. And I never really thought about how you have to render something that isn't in that same playing field. Yeah, that's true. Right? Did you, I mean... I never thought of that. Especially from different angles, you'll then get Picasso, essentially. <laughs> You're right, it's cubism. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, like, I enjoyed it. I like how, you know, they take those details because, I mean, hello, this is Disney Pixar. Um, but, you know, they take those details that people don't think about mm-hmm. and they had to model it with lighting and because it also, because the there's different angles to a certain phase, how does the lighting go on to bounce off of it and reflect and all right. that um, properly as well? Absolutely. And still have the same functions as a human face. Sure. And, um, you know, the other thing, too, is apparently there's risks. Since 2011, when Course 2 was released, okay, Pixar Studios had updated its rendering system, and this is the introduction of a new renderer within the animation world is both welcome and feared. What's really great about the new renderer wrist is that it's more physically accurate. So producing images that look like the real world is much easier, um, and particularly for cars, because obviously Radiator Springs is, is, is like Monument Valley and mm-hmm. things, so they're setting it in the real world. And wrist presented the cars three filmmakers at the opportunity. If you look, you were saying, if you yeah. look at a car in sunlight... You can see tiny concentric scratches and metallic flakes in the paint job. And, you know, they had Joey Lynn character shading supervisor. There's a character shading just supervisor. For just for shading. You know, it's one thing that makes a car look like a car traditionally. It's been very difficult to do that. But with That's this Ritz, they're able to f- add those features into their shading. And we, I as an audience, I don't want to speak for you. I'm not thinking about that. I'm just thinking, wow, they're doing a really good job. That that paint job looks awesome. Look, they even get the little tiny scratches. But there's an actual job for that. Well, you're like transported into this world where you forget that it's like an animated world, I guess, so to speak. Right. Because 
I mean, going back to earlier when we were saying, like, that Cars Land is so much, it looks so much like the actual Radiator Springs in the movie, and that so much so that you think you've been there. Right. Yeah, everything's wow. like photorealistic, really. And also, because of RISC, the, the rendering system, it it improved the rendering time by 30 to 50%, which is a heck of a great deal. Um, especially, like, when it comes to rendering, I'm like, I remember um, Inside Out, like, took a full day just for yes. a frame. Like, and that's ridiculous. So, if you cut that down by 30, 50%, I mean, like, you can produce movies faster and you can get like two Pixar movies in a year instead of one. You right. Know? Like that that is the difference. Right. Um and it and it helps render things um so increase the speed and render it uh more faster in real time. Um they said it was more expensive. Of course, obviously any upgrade is usually more expensive. They had to buy more hard drives right. to 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 intake all that rendering, but Marissa, you just the bought process. a new laptop and that was yeah. expensive, right? <laughs> so was. if you're buying all those hard drives, can you imagine? Exactly. <laughs> they said they had to buy way more hardware, right? But they got the process down by thirty to fifty percent. Right. So it, you know, you, you have that balance. Yeah, there. it's progression and it's technology, um, and Pixar really uses it perfectly. Here's the thing. As an as an audience member, and this is what makes our show so much fun because when you research, you go, "Wow, that's yeah. amazing!" Mm-hmm. Because when you look at a, up on screen, you, you're not taking into account how much that they have a shader who does this <laughs> and how much work goes into it. So, uh, what was, were you going to say? Go, oh, 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 sorry. But, There's like 70 animators at its peak, poof. and but with over 200 models to deal with, mm-hmm. like model designs to deal with. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they, a lot of people worked on this. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I mean, and they are, these aren't movies that are made within one year. They yeah. go through story development, story animation, storyboarding, bo- previs, mm-hmm. I'm sure, uh, voice talent, finding and matching, and and then modeling, like you said, because it seems, Pixar seems to always work off of actual 3D models of, of the cars, um, so yeah, the the Pixar movie is about two years, or if if not longer, yeah. sometimes in the making. So Becca, you were gonna say something. Um, I was gonna say when I was like doing research last night, I thought it was in. I forget that, um, like these people working on the movie aren't just like sitting behind computers all day doing stuff. They actually like go out into the real world to do research. Sure, and, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> for the shot with like. For the scene with all the mud, I uh, found it interesting that they actually like went and uh, played in the mud, yeah, they, so to speak. They, um, <clears throat> to add to that, they sent two production designers to a real track um, yeah. in a convertible Camaro, no less. <laughs> they sent them in a convertible convertible Camaro to this location um, um, that's like all the way up from D- Daytona up through the Carolinas. So it was like real life research. Um, so like they right. know what the train looked like, and they actually went to um, the they went to two racetracks that are no longer operable. One which was legendary at the beginning of stock car racing, mm-hmm. and then North. So I'm gonna butcher this. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wilkesboro, which was um, very influential in the film. We actually have a picture, the cars research, um, the actual location of where um, that was the influence for the town that 
McQueen goes to when he's looking for Oh, do for we have that? Yeah. We have that Under picture? Under the research, Cars Research. Okay. Um, it's the actual racetrack that's like dirt and is this muddy it? outside. Yeah, that's. Or is um, that so from the movie? Yeah. Yeah, if you're tuning into the iTunes version, definitely right. tune into our YouTube. We have a picture here of like the concept art that they took from the actual racetrack. Yeah. And that that um, translated to the town that he McQueen goes to to find Smokey. Right, and in that racetrack too, um, you can just. Like, even though it's an animated movie, you felt the nostalgia just from the way it looked and from the way it was talked about, too. (laughs) Uh, I do want to talk about um, the Demolition Derby, because we did meet some new characters there, right? (laughs) That bus. I just thought (laughs) of Magic School Bus the whole time. How, Miss like, Fritter. Yeah, that no, was sort of kind of... Was, am I wrong? But, like, it was funny. But, man, it was scary, too. Scary. I mean, that was pretty intense. It was also, like... Um, it was funny because usually school bus, you, you kind of associate that with kids, and it's a nice thing, not, oh. like, really a scary... I mean, there are some like scary buses. Bull. But, but like, I, I liked how they portrayed it. They put horns on her, so you automatically mm. feel like a bull is coming at you. And then also because she was yellow too, that was like literally the opposite of what cars, uh, what Cruz could have been. Right. You know, like Cruz is a small, mm-hmm. sleek yellow car, and like this is a big one that's yeah. so far from sleek that. that will yeah. literally trample you. Trample you, yeah. And the way the whole scene was set up, <laughs> because they think they're just going to do a stock car race, yeah. some kind of a like the race, and. Crazy eights. He goes. Uh, I think we got to get out of here, and then it ends up it just is, being essentially—it's a, a, a steel cage match, it is. <laughs> which like, is a demolition what? derby. Um, but again, it, it's part of the Pixar genius too. Is you had these characters that were very fearsome, but at the yeah. end of the day, they're like they, they end up loving. Lightning Queen, and of course they fall in love with Cruz because she won the she won the Demolition Derby, and I love how they had the scenes of going back to that to bar, them, yeah. and they're all cheering they're, they're on. Yeah. Like I, really I, I loved it because like the bus was awesome. Um, also, I just kept thinking of Magic School Bus too. Like yeah, you were but <laughs> like even down to the name choice, you had Miss Fritter, which like is you can Rizzo. just make those parallelism yeah. between like Miss Rizzo and like. <laughs> Mm, I I see what you guys said, um, but I liked her. She was so scary, but also she was cool she was at the end. Yes, because like, she's rooting Lethal for the... for Cruz. Like, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and again, you turned what was a villain into really cool colleagues yeah. that yeah they could come into they could have play in this cars world like maybe they go on route 66 right i mean and they go to radiator springs i think that would be sort of kind of fun i wanted to talk about the mud because mud and the rendering of the mud like it took a ton of time yeah i imagine just getting Getting number one it's well getting it right and how you make it look as if it's just covering up a paint job on a car where it's not too dark, but they can't be too light. And how do you do it? And then the shadowing from the light and how to keep Lightning McQueen, like, how you keep the mud looking like, realistic. Like, keep his features, even though you're coloring up the, his color. Yeah. 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 And 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 it was... Uh, it took a lot of time to make sure that... Uh, uh, it took just a lot of time to make sure that just the mud alone... 
was was going to drip well and look yeah. as real as possible. And I think they succeeded. Uh, I, I think that they succeeded. I think they made it. I think it's a great, great scene. Um, I love the different so. cars in um, in that demolition. Derby, yes. though. I mean, we we got the and personality the of the the bus, but just even like the two seconds of every other car, you're like, oh yeah, they're, they're completely different mentality from the racers in a NASCAR oh, race. Oh, my God. It's like, this, this is a mud race. Yeah. You're on the streets. You're crazy yeah. eights, and there are no rules. <laughs> <laughs> I no just rules. love where Lightning's like, crazy eights? What? Oh, I think we got to get out of here. And then, <laughs> Panic <boom>. and <laughs> and, and, and Cruz is like, what are you talking about? He goes, we're dead. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but it's, it, it again, but it also throws to the learning curve. You know, mm-hmm. because again, you just go. You don't think you go. You go, <laughs> and Smokey said, "Well, they both did." And he goes, "Well, you you were in this this demolition derby." He goes, "I don't see a scratch on you. You did something right." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Oh." And again, it just goes back to the old school Rocky training yeah. <laughs> of, of uh, hey, yeah, throw him into a demolition match. You know, so there you go. I enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, become a wrestler. Become a <laughs> become a wrestler. So I also wanted to talk about because we talked about the various jobs, right? So there's a director of photography, lighting, lighting. Okay. So and this is Kim White, and they had to cheat reflections in the Cars movies and acknowledging that all our new technology comes with a new set of challenges. Our characters are cars, and we want them to look really beautiful which the reflections really help us accomplish. But their characters and the audience needs to read their emotions and expressions. And there are some reflections that can be so distracting, we have to manage that. <laughs> Yet another job. Yeah. Like So these are all things, folks. If you're good with computers and animation, these are all the, the, the little microcosms of things that... You don't think about. You don't think about, but are so necessary in bringing a movie like Cars 3... Or I'm going to say most any other digital animation movie today, but p- particularly yeah. Pixar, which which uses, which makes characters out of, let's call them inanimate objects, and gives them life. And I think that's the other thing about cars, is that you gave these cars life and personality. If I think they found the right people to voice them, but their expressions on their their grills, their mouths mm-hmm. um, don't look cheesy, and you and you buy you the the voices fit the the personality of the car, and Pixar does that great. I so, agree. I yeah, yeah. agree. Um, let's move on to something that also is very important in Pixar movies, and it's extremely important, I think, in the Cars movies, even Cars Two, um, the, the the soundtrack. To a Cars movie, yeah, Randy Newman. So we have Randy Newman, right? And but not only that, but this one we have—they're actually, and uh, you can find it on iTunes. Um, There are two soundtracks to this movie. There's the Randy Newman, who is no stranger to the Pixar world, right? He's written since. Since Toy Story, I think. Toy Story, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, you got a friend yeah. in me, wasn't that Randy Newman? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. since the very beginning, and he's yeah. been through. He's been with Pixar since, well, th- throughout its entire history, and he's back again. He's back again. What did you think about his uh, his his score? Um, I I liked it. It definitely felt like um, 
Cars 1, especially in uh, what made me remind of Cars 1 is, like, the scene where Sally and McQueen takes a stroll through, like, the forest and, like, all over the place just, you know, go for a ride. A ride? What's that? Um, There there were moments like that, that, like, um, when it's just soft and nothing really crazy is going on, but you definitely got that that same feeling of like this is why we love cars yeah and and why we love route 66 and the Mm -hmm. nostalgia i want to go to that if i know the scene you're talking about marissa and it is such an amazing it's the music plays such an important part to that scene that in fact on the actual ride radiator spring racers Mm -hmm. they use that same musical cue which is pretty much the same time in that movie, when they're like rounding a corner and the music comes up to this crescendo as Lightning McQueen sees a waterfall, that beautiful oh, waterfall yeah. for the first time. And the ride does the same thing. You come around a corner, you don't see it, and the music just comes up in the thing and you're in front of this beautiful yeah. waterfall. Randy Newman's score, and I agree, in this was used very much like it was used um, in cars. It definitely evokes emotion and it plays as a wonderful bed to be a companion piece mm-hmm. to the racing action to the mm-hmm. to the quiet moments uh, i think his score was really good in this movie yeah you always saw like i remember in this <clears throat> movie like the points that really stood out to me was when they're on the beach mm-hmm. um, during the montage but there was that one moment where he was just like uh cruz finally gets it yeah. And you're like, you, and right. like finally, <laughs> after yes. literally a montage of her failing over and over again, like she finally gets that one ride, and there's yeah. all you hear is score, yeah. which was cool. And then every time mm-hmm. they're drifting, especially outdoors, yep. um, not on the race, like on their NASCAR race track, but when they're actually out in the, mm-hmm. the natural environment and they're drifting, that's right. when you always hear it. Yeah, like, he had a 110 piece orchestra to help him record this score. And he talks about this montage where lightning goes through the woods in the dark. Very funny scene, by the way, is that they said, go by the shine of the moon. What? I don't get it. The moon shining, go through... Moonshine, you Wow, these guys were bootleggers. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, but that's where stock car racing got its roots, is from bootlegging. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not a NASCAR guy, but that's... It was through bootlegging. Um, ultimately, his, it's his last training race before Florida. And instead of the music that emph- emphasized the craziness of the scene, Newman was asked to write something straight that built that built to its definitive conclusion. And and again, I think score has always played an amazing part in all of the Pixar movies, I believe. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And this one actually has though. It has another score to it, too. It has the source music. So as we have the montage of them going when they're driving to uh, Florida or when they're driving to, you know, you had music. No life is a highway. Yeah. So (laughs) Rascal Rascal Flats, not the little rascals. (laughs) Rascal Flats, not the little And again, I think the Cars movies have used source music very well too and they used it great it's a great scene that montage of them traveling through the country again sort of harkens back to cars Mm -hmm. did you enjoy the music 
this time uh, around as well? I, I enjoy the music, and also I went to D23 a couple of years ago when they were uh, talking about like the upcoming Disney movies, and Cars 3 was one of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually saw Randy Newman. He came out on stage and Did performed. Um, no. Freaking Randy Newman <laughs> is on the stage right now. Like, uh, Pixar legend is right in front of me. It was pretty neat. That's awesome. Yeah. Did he perform for Cars? Like, did he do a song from Cars? Like, was it orchestra or just him singing? It was him, him and a piano. Well, him and a piano. Yeah. No, that's special. He didn't happen to do Short People, did he? No. Darn. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I just remember, like, it, it was a while ago now because that was August 2015. Um, so we're coming up on two years already. But I remember he was actually on stage performing. Right. I, I just remember thinking he's right in front of me. This is awesome. That's cool. Yeah. So um, Mike Rich, <clears throat> uh, here's a gentleman. He was ap- actually the rookie uh, in the group, and he gets this call from Pixar, the writer. And I think part of the reason they were expressing an interest in me, and I was thrilled for the prospect of working with him, is that I had worked on several films which had sports as a theme or a backdrop. Also, my very first film, Finding Forrester, mm-hmm had a bit of a mentoring aspect to it. And and while they were very early on the development and brainstorming, those two themes was what interested in pursuing, so I think that's why he ended up getting this call. Something interesting, too, when we talk about sports, right? Let's I want to bring it into the real world. Oh, totally. Ironically, it comes at a time when there's a lot of icon- iconic athletes within our time period, mm-hmm. within the past five years, Derek Jeter, uh, yeah. Kobe Bryant, Jeff Gordon, oh, NASCAR yeah. racer. Um, also, um, you know, even David Ortiz as a Red Sox mm-hmm. fan. Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan. Like, it does mirror. What's Ray Allen? Great, right. Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett. Oh, so good point. Paul yeah. Pierce. But it, it, the big three. It mirrors our current society New of sports mm-hmm. where, yeah, like, They've played their game to the best of their capability. What are they going to go on to, like, next? Many of them will become broadcasters like Chick or, you know, something like that. So I appreciate that they actually took that into consideration and planning and mapping out. uh, I like that because it is so true to life. We are in a generation where legends are now retiring or, like, then we'll be become part of the Hall of Fames in whatever sport. Yeah. Um, and also, because just coincidentally, putting a timestamp on this particular right. show, like yesterday was the NBA draft, so I'm literally watching the new generation getting right. like in, uh, like involved into the NBA. You see all these youngsters coming up, and you see all these legends retiring. And right. But every time you see a highlight reel from someone, they're always referring someone who was back in the 80s or like just a couple years ago like this player reminds me of this player you know so like you can definitely tell that the new generation coming in will still have like the same type of characteristics of people that we grew up watching and loving right yeah so it definitely mirrors uh, our sense of what's happening in the real world and i think too that's what i think that's what pixar always taps in on you know whether it's an inside out or whether it's up right it taps into relationships about growing old together about mm-hmm. new relations even a movie like wally yeah. right it taps into that relationship oh, i'm sort of odd here oh but i evie 
you know, it's a beautiful love story. They're able to tap into a humanistic um, uh, trait and tropes that makes it very relatable, no matter if it's a robot or if it's a stock car. So um, mm. I really like that a lot. You know, we actually have, um, although he's not here physically, actually have some cool um, conversation or uh, it's John Lasseter talking about cars. Um, about the genesis of cars, which I didn't know. I, 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 so I was able to bring this in. So if we can watch um, some of this, because I do find it fascinating to hear John Lasseter talk because he's such an amazing storyteller. So why don't we start that up and uh, we'll find out what the genesis of cars is and what inspired him. Cars is very personal to me. I love this whole set of characters, this world, a world where the cars are the living characters, there's no humans in it. Um, I love this. It's, it's very personal for me. Um, I grew up in Whittier, California. My dad was a parts manager at a Chevrolet dealership. I grew up in the parts department. And my mom was an art teacher, and I loved to draw because of her. And so I always look at cars as kind of putting the two sides of my personal family together. And I've, I love these characters. I love um, the world. I love kind of thinking about what would the world look like from a car's point of view. So to tell another story in this world is easy for me. It's not easy to do, but it's an e easy decision to make because I love it. Can we That's pause awesome. that for a second? Cars 3. Let's pause that for a sec. Thanks. Isn't that great? Yeah. I mean, it, it makes I, sense, too. I was like, he always, John Lasseter, always wearing his famous Disney cars that are yeah, like perfect. Shirt. Well, like well he, he, he wears his, um, yeah, he wears his, his, his Hawaiian famous, shirts. I want that. I don't yeah, know why they don't absolutely. sell that at Disney. I'd buy that shirt. <laughs> That's <laughs> they awesome. Actually, they have a John Lasseter shirt line. Um, I like that because it shows, like, he's had this idea from, it, like, him as a kid, you know. This is something yeah. that has always been with him, so he has that natural passion for it. Yeah, and and he's always said, too, about the original Cars that it was personal for him because of trips, car trips they took. And this whole Route 66, you know, um, thing, and it is a, it is a wonderful it's a wonderful homage to America. Um, and I'm not saying that as like being patriotic or be, I'm not trying to be political shows. here. I'm just trying to say that it shows a, a part of Americana that while Route 66 is still there, it's still a famous popular route. There isn't the, what made the wonder of it all. And it was that real neon and little towns and the hotels mm -hmm. and the, all the various things that you can do. Um, and you can see that that oozes in cars, in spades, and even, like, he had to, Lightning McQueen has to repave this road, yeah. <laughs> right? And they're trying to get people to come back, and they, and, they, and they believe that people might come back to Route 66, to, to, to Radiator Springs with its real neon and such. It's one of the things, and he just does it so well. But also, you know, the explanation of Route 66 of why it isn't what it is also in the first one is because they got bypassed by an interstate. You right. Know, something progression. new. Yep. Yeah, like that progression of what the country is. It is a sad realization that, like, we're 
we're forgetting all the good things in life because we just want to get somewhere faster. Right. You know, and uh, I think they really, that was a good theme in the first one. And I feel like they went back to to that back, in this one. Because, exactly. Like, the, everyone, because of technology and the progression of technology and everything's just getting better and faster. Faster. You think There's that's... less patience in the world. Yeah, it's, it's more so, you have to go back to your basic training just to be a good, you can be fast, but does that make you a good racer? Right. You know, does that give you the instincts of how to actually perform well? You know, right. so, um, there was, they went back to that. Well, there was this funny, again, I'm going to throw back to Rocky. I know, Marissa, yes, you're going to remember it. this because there's a scene Rocky. where Smokey is saying, um, look, you know, he, you, you need speed. You ain't got it. Yeah. You ain't that speed anymore. You've got other things. And there was that theme in Rocky Balboa where he's going to go and he's like, you got it. You ain't got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, you've got blunt force trauma. You've got to fight a different way, just like McQueen has to race a different way. And it is. It's the appreciation for the past and training. And that theme does carry over, I think, quite well. Becca, you were going to say? I, I think one of the cool things, going back to the appreciating America type thing, is that it takes you on a road trip kind of at the same time as you get attached to these cars. <laughs> Absolutely, I know, I agree. Backing into Marissa over here. It it builds the relationships, I think. Yeah. That I am so glad are still intact in this movie. I'm glad we had more of these characters in this movie. So um, I wish we could have seen more of Sally, because I love Bonnie Hunt. Me too. Sally was in all three movies. I'm like, I love Bonnie Hunt. And it was just, I'm glad we got Cruz, and like she was a cool character. I feel like we didn't really talk about her a lot. Well, no, we're going to, I want to talk about Cruz, because I think she's the future. We saw that small bit of Sally, and I was like, oh, I wish she could have been, she could have been that female voice always, like, encouraging McQueen during that. Yeah. But he was too busy spending the whole movie encouraging someone else. Yeah, that, so, that that's, that's Cruz. If we have Sally, who's we the blue, we don't. Okay, so uh, my, my thing on Sally was this, and the way Bonnie Hunt gives her life. The scene where... Uh, uh, Lightning is in the barn, secluded, and he's in his primer. And she comes in, and she's like, yeah, love what you're doing with the place. You're really rocking that primer. (laughs) She goes, oh, and that odor. Oh, her sarcasm was so funny. And the most beautiful about the scene. (laughs) Mater comes in, hello, hey, did you use your lawyerly thing to change his attitude? (laughs) It's such, and again, it's the relationships that I think was sort of kind of forgotten in Cars 2 that comes mm-hmm. back in Cars 3 and the mere fact that she calls him Stickers. Hey, yeah. Stickers! <laughs> like, yes. I loved that. You're right. I could have used I could have used more of Sally as well. But the mere fact that she got to say I love you saves, yeah, really like, saves it for aw, me. That's so what do you have to say? Because I do want to talk about Cruz Ramirez. Yeah, go ahead. She, she earns. On, on the Sally she, thing, I was just kind of like, Wait, when when are we gonna see Sally? When are we gonna see Sally? As the movie kept progressing, we started in the beginning like, of the movie. When that are was we it. gonna get back to her? <laughs> yeah, and she comes back sort of in kind of race. at the end. But yeah, I yeah, mean, she's yeah. integral to at least changing McQueen's mindset uh, yeah. and getting and encouraging him to go back out on the circuit. So, um, but our new person that we have to talk about, as as voiced by Cristela Alonso, is Cruz Ramirez. Okay. This is our new female, and you said it earlier, Marissa, about 
bringing in a female character into the Cars world outside mm -hmm. of Sally, who's actually going to race and compete, is a lot because it, it it opens it up to some more audience. It gives women, it gives girls, boys, girl. you know, boys liked her too. Everybody was cheering when she won the race. Okay, yeah. I, I think that Cruz is a perfect setup, and she is the catalyst. Like this is a character that was so well written, I believe. And the fact that it was a woman makes it even more so important. It's on the uh, right side so. of history. Um, what I, yeah. I I really liked her because like she had that she had a great personality. Yes, she kind of reminded me of like a nicer version of Jillian Michaels. You know, the like that trainer, but like it's like that'll just motivate you and make you want to like work out. Like yeah, I'm doing something productive. Um, I like that. Like she was a likable character from the start, and you're always rooting for her. And then when you see her with her actual abilities, like yeah, this girl's good. Shoot, she should be yeah. racing. Mm -hmm. um, and I liked it. But like also learning the research after the fact, um, learning that Cruz was originally actually a male. Male. And they changed the storyline. And I'm glad that they updated it and changed the... the like Cruz eventually became female. Um, because the... Uh, um, the you know the director he Brian uh, Fee he said that he um, early on in the movie or like in the writing conception on stages he he's a father himself and he was looking um, you know pretty much observing his daughter right and his own personal daughter and realized like how much self doubt that the girls have <laughs> more than than the guys do right um, and he took that self doubt um, within women he's like. Uh, how about I apply this to this character of, of Cruz? Right. And we saw that in this movie. Like, she's always self-doubting. She had that moment of um, that could have been her chance, but because of her self-doubt, she stopped okay. herself, you know, and cut herself short. And I like that because that happens. Girls who are watching this movie, like kids and teenagers, because the, it is a horrible time to grow up in. Mm -hmm. Like, a teenage age span is the worst. Agreed. Yeah. Um, and, like, they can relate to that self-doubt and people putting them down. And I think that's what makes this character relatable. I, I And agree. so you're rooting for her because she's just very humanistic. Yeah. I, and scenes. the beach scene is particularly funny. Especially, Krabbies! I didn't want to run them over. <laughs> They're in bed now. Like, and, and, again, if watching the movie in... In the way that it, it goes forward, it, yeah. this is a clue. This is a cue because Lightning Queen is basically telling her how to get her tires dirty. And you got to race on this stuff because this is great. And by the end of that montage, see, like I like when she dug herself in the sand. She ends up in the <laughs> water. She, like this is all like fun stuff. And he's like telling her, well, you can't start off strong. You got to build up Still to the there. speed and go and. It's a really great scene, but I think the one scene, and I want to know if you agree with me here, the one scene that she is a solidified character in this universe is the scene where she sort of kind of bitches McQueen out. Yeah. Where she say they're in mm -hmm. they're in uh, Mac, and um, as voiced by the wonderful John Ratzenberger. I mean, we gotta love him. And she wins this trophy, and albeit it may not be the prettiest trophy in the world. Which he it's, makes fun of. Which he made fun of, right. Yeah, but it's her trophy. and But the mere fact that this new character, it's a very emotional scene. 
And mm-hmm. when he breaks the trophy, albeit it accidentally, but it breaks the trophy, in a sense, it almost breaks her. And as an audience, you go, oh, lightning. Oh, no bueno. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Right? You're I not a like, good guy Wait, right now. No. Right. So <laughs> what did you think about that scene? But it's it's relatable, too, because that, you know, like just watching it, because we already heard that other people, you know, from the guys, no less. I'm usually the first one to call the guys out. Um from the guys, like, like we saw it in the beginning of the movie. It's like, oh, she's just a trainer, blah blah blah. She's she's nothing. Yeah. Um, and we saw people bring her down and like already kind of like lessen her character. And then when we saw it from McQueen, who is arguably our protagonist of the film, when we see the protagonist also bring her down, you're like, ah, shoot, we know what she's going through because everyone has done this to her. Right. And you feel for her too because yeah, she has the same humanistic characteristics mm-hmm. and you're like crap this is just another person telling her she can't do it yeah that's I, why she's has that self-doubt and you know what was interesting what about it too is they they made her they made her well what i what i respected about the character and its writing was that they gave that character knowledge and respect for the game for the race mm-hmm. because she knew her history right yeah there, mm-hmm. there, there are many people watching coming up who don't have that appreciation for the history of certain things and she earned and and through lightning mcqueen's self-realization but she she earns her place as a racer and that's what lightning mcqueen realizes because she has a passion for the race um as well and she wanted to be a racer and so when it comes to the end you're like good play mcqueen that was really smart, and when she gets in, she's able to use all this training that McQueen was doing, too, right? Mm-hmm. That he's like, no, go advantage. through the windows, I get it. <laughs> and you're right, in that scene, she was winning everything. Yeah. And um, I, I just really appreciated that they, they, she wasn't just, oh, I deserve to be here, I want to be here she earns she earns the win. And when she earns the win, that makes you cheer. You go, yeah. Yay. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so uh that's and I and I do think that she's an important part if they decide to go and make another cars movie, she's integral now. And it's it's like, okay, what are the what are the stages next for Cru what's next for Cruz Ramirez and Lightning McQueen and Radiator Springs? I- there's right. so much depth to her character that I don't see, like, how they couldn't go on and make a Cars 4 that's, like, centered around a female and lightning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, would, I would love it if Cars 4 actually had a female at the helm. Yes. It's like, granted, she was a big character in this movie, but to have the main center storyline focus on a woman... That's not bad. That'd be so. Fun. I and agree. That would bring the girls to the theaters to watch more cars. Yeah. I mean, and like cars, you always kind of associate that with men. You don't really associate that yeah. with women. I'm right. Not gonna lie. Um, so, like, I think it opens up a whole another opportunity, another generation, and another demographic to enjoy these films. I yeah, I agree with you a hundred percent. And uh, no, I wouldn't mind it at all. That's why I would. I would be. I'm very curious as to. What could Pixar be thinking about? Okay, we're going to make one more Cars movie. 
And how do we make this fitting? Like, what would be the next stage? Yeah. Do we do we go as far as saying that Cruz Ramirez has had to struggle through, you know, um, sexism in the race or whatever? And how lightning? Like, how do we do this? Um, I'm just very fascinated, and, well, I, and we got I hope a lot that about happens. sexism. Right. The, like we had most of the um, because when they were doing the the actual swap during the the race, they're like, "She's a girl." It's like doesn't matter who if it's a girl or a <laughs> no, guy. Right. It matters if is she's a racer, right? Yeah, like <clears throat> the, the, I, can't I'm the, I can't remember the exact line. It, well, it was. Like, it question. doesn't matter what the car is the only thing that matters it's got to come out with the 90, uh, 95 yeah, yeah it comes out the with, the, yeah. with the number but like um it does yeah but that's the thing it's like they they questioned it yeah and like i'm glad that pe- they had that self-awareness because everyone's going to question the females yeah, yeah. that's and just how it is i enjoyed too how lightning mcqueen encouraged her because she was starting to fade in the race like when when um uh Army Hammer's uh, car. I forget his name right now. It's, was yeah. being a bully? Well, a bully. yeah, he sort of kind of fell back and, like, got into her head. And he's like, yeah. but Lightning McQueen was strong enough to go, you see what he just did there, right? Yeah. He goes, he yeah, goes, yeah, he got into head. my head. He goes, no, you got into his head. Jackson Storm. Jackson Storm. He goes, you got yeah. into Storm's and head and made him, bully. he's afraid of you. You got to use the ego. Yeah. Use that anger. Yeah. Use that as motivation. And uh, it was such a great scene, too, because it's like, well, yeah, how many laps is she behind me? No, she's right behind you. <laughs> it was a great Literally, scene. Literally, and like the, that reveal. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it was, it, was it was a great scene. But I liked how there was confidence. When you think about it, there were confidence in two characters. We had confidence uh, in Cruz mm-hmm. and being in the race, and then we have confidence in Lightning McQueen's character from becoming racer to mentor to to the to the pit boss there to the to the crew chief who's yeah. actually calling the race, and he has confidence in himself because of his racer, and he has confidence in her. It's really a great passing of the baton. Really, baton. It really, really. Um, is uh, I do want we should probably talk a little bit about reception mm-hmm. box office. of this movie box office. So um, we can talk like production budget budget on this movie. Marissa, you said you had found it was one. estimated one hundred seventy five million. So P throw in P and A, so probably around. Like over two. It's well over two hundred for a Pixar movie, and and it all looked on screen. Um, oh, I do, I, I do have to say this. Speaking of the look of this movie, I saw it twice. The first time I saw it in just plain old like XD, like large premium, large format. The second time I saw it, I did see this in large format 3D. Ah. And if you haven't seen this, and again. It comes come like right at you. It, but it looked so clean and yeah, amazing. Did you guys see it in three D at all? No, I saw it in regular. It looked amazing in three D. I it there was nothing distracting about it. I forgot it, it was watching. Thin, yeah, and and it it really brought the world the world that race tracks the racing to life. Um, the car crash scene. Oh, I, I did want to ask this too, regarding the car crash. In the the trailer, that was the very first teaser trailer, was this, right? And it's in slow-mo, Lightning McQueen spiraling and the the sparks. He was breathing 
in the trailer. Like you could hear like. Oh, yeah. It's more intense. But I didn't hear that in the theatrical. Did I miss something or? No, am I, I, I just think. Crazy? Well, also that was a teaser because yeah, like, so they wanted the intensity because it. I mean, and I think the first cars did so well of explaining how serious crashes can be into a a, a racer's career, right. and then when you saw that in just the teaser of this movie, you're like, oh crap, this you're is right. the end of McQueen's yeah, career. What are we, how yeah. are we going to go? And I think the, you know they purposely added that like time stopping because his career is stopping. His career yeah. is over. Yeah. I think it was a good use of just that heavy breathing. You're like, what the heck's happening? I know, I know. It's yeah. a very intense trail. I know, speaking is. of intensity, I do want to ask this, too, because I know we're, we're talking reception and everything. This movie was rated G. Mm-hmm. Rated G. So I, anyone can go see this one. Right. What are your... <laughs> Marissa, we talked about this a lot during Jungle Book, about it being PG as opposed to PG-13. <laughs> I'm not saying that Cars 3 needed to be PG-13, did you find it as an adult, like, because the car crash, that, that was a and that was the, a that, that was an intense car crash. The demolition. The demolition derby, like if you're a four year old kid that seeing that scary. bus, am I wrong <laughs> or am I just being an old curmudgeon was, here? What, what are your thoughts? I thought it was PG. Um, like I, I figured, like all the other cars, I think they're probably PG. Um, I didn't realize it was Jay until afterwards. Yeah, I But it didn't bother me, but yeah, especially the demolition. Like, I can imagine kids having nightmares that a big Maybe. bus is chasing them down. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like... Scary nightmare. Because I was just like, you know, I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know if the Disney pays the MPAA, but <laughs> you gotta be fair across the board, because sometimes the movies that you give, like, a PG-13 rating that could be PG or movies that you give a PG rating to that should definitely be at the very least PG-13. Well, Jungle Book, that was rated PG. PG. But literally, it was explained because of their scary thematical elements. But they were very scary. Very scary. Like, it, yeah. They had the PG-13. most intense scenes in Jungle Book. I just want to like, know. It gave me anxiety. I want to know what they're doing uh, with, with the MPAA. How well, they treat Disney. Because, again, I'm not saying that it's the most intense movie in the world, right? Yeah, but, those but there were two are... scenes that were. I, I, if you're taking a four year old child to, you know, they could be traumatized a little. Yeah. I, what do I know? No, there was like a four year old. Becca, were you traumatized? Were you tra- I was not traumatized. <laughs> but there was like a. I ha- The demolition scene was a little like, whoa, okay, this is intense. Um, but there was like a little like three or four year old boy in front of me in the theater during the car crash scene that started hysterically crying. <laughs> oh, really? It could be scary. I mean, wow. I can see how it could be scary. So we'll, we'll talk, uh, let, let's talk some box office here. Um, it, it, it opened up on uh, 4,000, over 4,000 locations, 4,256. Uh, it came in at number one. Of course. Okay. Um, and it came in at 53 point let's say seven million dollars it was 53688 so i'm gonna round up 53.7 um which is an interesting interesting gross i was doing a little bit of research and i'll try to bring it up too as i'm talking but i personally personally i was like going it was the first time that tracking was sort of right this mm-hmm. summer because mm-hmm. i thought this movie was going to do more when i look at his when i look at pixar Historically, anyways, you know, I mean, the, within the past five years, the only movie that that has done 
less business in its opening weekend, if I am correct, is The Good Dinosaur, which opened up, I want to say, $43 million? Mm-hmm. I thought this movie was going to open up, start at 70 but 53 which isn't bad, it was number one. Thus far, it's done 70 domestically, um, which, again, not too shabby for, you know... Um, what were your thoughts? I, I, I like literally. I thought this was going to open up higher, bigger. Yeah, that mm. seems, especially <clears throat> with the rating, <laughs> seems low to me. Well, I, I mean, like it's actually a very respectable number because opening up at fifty yeah. is pretty good. Um, but it, it still has a long way to go from you know Cars one and Cars two actually did well in numbers, even though that wasn't as strong of a movie. Um, but you're also coming off of the heels of Wonder Woman, and right. there's really no other kid programming out right now. No, that there isn't. This movie can compete to, so it is counter programming to the other yeah, that's previous why. movies. Um, yeah. But I, I think like the numbers are respectable. It's not doing terribly. No, um, no, not at all. But like just to give you an idea too, Cars Two, which came out June 24th of 11, 2011. Which is uh, about six years ago. Six, yeah. six years ago, opened up at um, sixty-six million, and it opened up on about a hundred locations less. No big deal. But it opened up at sixty-six. I would have expected it to open, up especially uh, just a little bit more because, well, number one, I think they did a really good job marketing this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. they the they pr- promotion trailer. for it. We can get into promotion too. Yeah, I want to. We, we I want to talk about promotion because I think in this movie it really said this is not going to be Cards Two. We're, well, yeah, they set like, that precedent right off and, the bat, and I think that's I what this movie might be. Like what's hindering the movie as well too, because Cars Two was just not a good film. And it's already been six years. Cars is already out of people's minds. Um, it's been a while since we've seen the Cars franchise come about. And like kids now who loved Cars One is not an adult, right? Like they're probably not going to go watch this unless they have kids of their own. I don't. I can't imagine a lot of like twenty, thirty year olds going to see this movie on their own. Like I saw it because we're doing this movie. Well, I would I would have seen it. Okay, if I, I wasn't part that. of this podcast, you would have seen it. I would have seen it. Yeah, I, I would have seen it too. But but you know, like the kids, the generation is like this is already twelve, eleven, twelve years old right. now. That that the first generation is just older. Yeah. Now they true. we have to have the the older generation bring the kids. Yeah. So you think Cars Two was a hindrance? Yeah, I think it might have like just, just stuck in people's head and said, mm, yeah, and they're like, and now we're in the <clears> franchise, <throat> everything's a sequel, and I think this is just another movie that's technically a sequel, and people are like tired of sequels. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there is, uh, yeah, there is, what's the word, franchise fatigue, uh, yeah. sequelitis, you know, but again, when I was looking at the just looking at various other Pixar grosses. The, the, okay, The Good Dinosaur opened up at 39 million, 39.1. Cars 2 was 66. Um, That's more than know, a half. Right. I mean, Finding Dory is a different animal altogether. That opened up at 135. Yeah, Finding Dory was great. Right. So, you know, but Inside Out opened up at 90. Mm-hmm. Um, even uh, Brave. Brave opened up uh, at 66, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Strong female character strong there. Female. Um, Monsters Inc. was sixty-two. So again, I was but just looking at some history. But if you think about it, like history. those movies, they're originals. Sure. Like Finding Dory, yeah, it. that was sure. a sequel. 
but everyone loves Ellen. Ellen. <laughs> no, but, you're but right. But that's the thing, because, the like, Owen Wilson, yeah, he's done movies here and there, but, like, you, Ellen is a star in and of herself. Sure. She has yeah. a following that helps bring no Finding Dory. She premiered the trailer on her show. So, like, right. there was already a set following to make Finding Dory great and successful in numbers, just like we proved here. I don't think Cars had that. Yeah. Like, Cars, you bring, you bring in Chris... Christella Alonzo. Right. I'm sorry, she was great. People don't really know her. Right. People know Army Hammer, but they're not going to go see no. this movie for Army Hammer. No. So you're you saying know? that if Owen Wilson potentially had his own successful talk show where he could have debuted the trailer, <laughs> I'm better. saying he doesn't <laughs> have the star quality. No, yeah. I, I know what you're he saying. He doesn't have the star quality that yeah. Ellen does to no. bring in a to bring in audience members and get seats butts in the seats. No, I, I and, and I don't I don't disagree. Um, it was just interesting in the history of, of other Pixar movies. And this is why I think historically the numbers didn't the numbers didn't work out the way I thought they would historically. Because usually there there's a pattern, but this one opened up for me, for me personally, it opened up a little bit on the lower end of expectation considering Disney really did throw a lot of tender loving care in promoting this movie. They did a really good job of introducing us to new characters mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we're going to sort of kind of go back to the, we're going to go back to the first cars. Um, so I, I don't know, I just thought that we might I thought it might have come out a little bit more, and not that it's a bad thing. They've done close to worldwide. They've they've done ninety one million. So you know it'll be at a hundred domestically pretty soon. We've got a Fourth of July weekend. I don't think there's another quote unquote kids, kids movie animated out. movie. Yeah, no. um, and I think that the word of mouth uh, word of mouth on this movie Cinema Score it's at an A. Um, it's doing pretty yeah. So like. <clears throat> high ratings compared to what Cars 2 is. Yeah, good. and let me ask you this. It's Rotten Tomatoes, and again, this sort of kind of shocked me too, is at a 66%. I believe, according to Rotten Tomatoes, that still falls under a fresh category. I would have expected it to be... I liked Higher. it a lot more than 66%. Yeah, maybe like in the 80s, sure. Maybe they based their judgment sure. off of Cars 2 a little bit. Because I, I, well, I don't if you're, if you're only normally. But if you're basing only off of Cars 2, then that rating should have been a hell of a lot higher. Because this movie is a hell of a lot better. Yeah. So, I don't yeah. know. It's one of those things where I thought the review-wise, I thought reviews were going to come in a little bit stronger. Again, the audience I saw it with, the kids, A, most importantly, not bored. And B, they were cheering when Cruz won the race. Yeah. And to me, that says the movie wins. Success. Success. I mean, kids are, are loving this. And they're loving and Cruz they're, Ramirez. The adults were clapping in my theater, too. So Yeah, like I, I heard a bunch of adults laughing and cheering as well. Um, I, I think it was like emotionally, it, I don't think it got to the depths of what other Pixar movies can get to. Inside Out, I bawled uh, my eyes out. Yeah. You know, Finding Dory, there's moments where like you feel. Yeah, um, I agreed. think Disney does a great job of having at least like that one moment where it's just like heart wrenching. I agree and with you. I didn't you. really feel that in this movie, so I think yeah, maybe I, people are just like, it's just a feel good movie, which is fine. Sure, no, but, and, and I do agree with you. But Even I don't think that it. makes this movie as memorable as the other films because there isn't that one moment you're like, ugh. Oh, you get it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and we talked about many moments here, and, and I said too in the top in my review that no, it's not as good as the original Cars. Um, however, 
it still was it's wise enough that they went back to try to capture or not to even capture or recapture you got to go back to putting themes into your movies because i think cars 2 is a lesson a lesson for disney a lesson for pixar Listen, put, put Larry the Cable Guy as not your lead. Well, and we, <laughs> but but what made up to that point? What makes Pixar movies special, and what makes Disney animated movies special, is the heart that's involved. Yeah, in it. Mm-hmm. there's then you can throw in theme as well, but there's a lot of heart yeah. that makes you love the characters, and that's what makes you love with Radiator Springs, and you just. You love those characters regardless of being cars. And everyone loves cars. Like, I, just, like, everyone, a lot of people like NASCAR. Kids, you know, when they're toddlers, say, you know, growing up, car toys, just, <laughs> not just of the, the Cars franchise, but just, like, kids generally have a natural fascination for cars. Yeah. And and I think that's what appeals to kids and why this, like, this franchise is successful, because kids love cars. I mean, I was going to say, Mater has heart, but in, like, that kind of way that, like, he has heart without meaning to have heart type thing. And it's a little corny. It's like, he's lovable. It's corny. Mater has love for everybody, and he sees a lightning queen. In a sense, too, if if you watch Cars, Mater is almost as much a mentor. Like, when he takes... Lightning McQueen, a uh, tractor tipping, a <laughs> cow tipping, like which is that's... so true when you're in a prairie podunk area. But 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 it's funny. He teaches Lightning to have fun. Yeah. Where Doc teaches him to have fun while racing. Like you gotta love racing, man. You like have this a is what you do. Sides. Right. There's a yeah. balance in life. Yeah. Because in Cars One, McQueen was all about racing. How do I win the next race? I have to get to the race. I had everything was just like racing. Yep. And, like, this one was more, like, getting back to why you love racing. What a great... Wasn't that a great line at the very, very beginning where it sort of kind of opens up like the original cars and you hear them going, I am speed. I'm speed. <laughs> uh-huh. I eat them for breakfast. Wait, did I really say that? <laughs> and Mater's yeah. like, yeah, you did. And he's like, Mater, what are you doing here? So, again, that's what Mater is. He's his best bud. And it has nothing to do with Larry the Cable Guy at all. It was just... In cars, too, a little mater can go a long way. There have been mater yes. shorts that have been funny. Uh, and and such. The, the the end scene, like after the credits, post credits, uh-huh. it was oh, mater. It's mater. Yeah. It's mater. Yeah. Just sitting there. I was like, this is perfect. Oh, one thing before we start to wrap up, there is one thing that I do have to talk about, too. Lou. The short that preceded. Lou, I love Lou. How do you know? Lou yeah, was. That was again. so cute. Lou, I love Lou. The, the opening animated short, again, you know, you got three minutes, five minutes, if that, of just pure heart and 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 a um, lost and found. And relatability and, as well. Yeah. Because you always had that bully on the, on the playground that's mean to the other kids who don't deserve it. And then, like, I love how it was Lou, this character, made out of all the items. Like, no, you have oh, to be awesome. a good person. Return yeah. these items, and then you'll get what you want. Actually. And it was, and and it was the kids so, loved it, It was too. a great lesson just in five minutes. Yeah, and it was so beautifully animated. And they give character to lost and found clothes and baubles and yeah. toys and this. and Baseball. Um, it was a perfect way to get into Cars 3. Mm-hmm. Like, you're already... You're already, you're already in the mood. Like, it, Lou is very, very well done. 
Um, so a great animated, uh, great animated short. Lovely. That's a that's a wonderful companion piece to Cars Three. Mm-hmm. So why well, just think that? I think we've talked everything from production. We've talked music. Yeah, we've talked um, to look. Just talk really quickly about yeah, the please. promotion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they they did a great job. We we talked about the teaser, you know, sure. getting everyone hyped. But actually, there was a Road to the Races tour mm-hmm. where they had life size characters of Lightning McQueen. Cruz Ramirez and Jackson Storm actually rolling into 27 cities across the country. So they went to like Miami, Dallas, Chicago, Boston, New York, Philadelphia, Denver, and and Los Angeles. Which oh, and I it it uh, ended up like the, like it. They went to the NASCAR Sonoma race raceway. Oh, wow. Like the, like and these are life size actual cars. Yeah, no, they, 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 they must um, be. This, and, and wait, and they're the ones that have the eyes. Because yeah. they must be the ones that are in Cars Land, yeah, exactly. or similar to that, right? Exactly, and like the, so, the life-size characters. So cool. The tour ended up. We we also have a picture of it um, in the Cars. Yeah, let's program. bring that up. Um, there, the tour ended at the red carpet to Cars Three in in Anaheim um, on June tenth, which was the premiere. Date Does this say right here? Two thousand seventeen. Yeah. So yeah, we have a picture of the life-size um, crews. Cruise storm, lightning. Now, Jackson storm. I was just recently. I have to. I have to tell this story. So, uh, I had some good friends from Boston that I came up with. They ran theaters and such. So, Sean and Lisa going. They were in town. Um, We went to Disney. We went to Disneyland. We went to uh, California Adventure, and we're in Cars Land. And they're huge movie fans, like we all are, right? Yeah. So they know movies. And they're in Cars Land. And literally, it's so fun to go with people who love movies and, and Pixar. They were just like kids. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, where I was like, dude, look, there's there's Cruz Ramirez. And I looked, and Cruz Ramirez was pulling out of um, the Crazy Cones, like literally driving oh, yeah. out. <laughs> and they stopped in their tracks Everybody show was like, Carsland that actually has the Cars characters driving yeah. around and talking? Oh my god! <laughs> it's like in my it's movie. magic, <laughs> yeah. And that's what they do. That's so great. Now I haven't seen Storm yet, so I'm, I'm assuming that there's a storm. That's pretty. Cool. But if you are ever in California, and again, I get oh, no yeah, money for this. Yes. And you're a Cars fan, you have to go to Carsland. You, you, you can bump stuff. into Mater, um, and and you have to do the Radiator Spring Racers ride um, because. Well, Radiator Springs just comes to life. Uh-huh. But it is funny to see how kids relate. So, like, oh, to see they this. Love they, kids it, love cars. Oh. I love it. And and also, um, so that that is pretty cool. I would have loved That's to awesome. see that in real life, the actual real life size cars. And um, Auto Trader, because we know that's, like, big. Right. You know, cars, parts, um franchise yeah. or like all over the world store um they actually had like personalized search functionality like on their website and stuff and their 30 second auto commercial t- television spots actually featured the characters of uh, of cars um speaking pretty good showcasing their personalities and ways which people who don't right. know ways yeah. the the navigation, the navigation app, app. That everyone uses, especially here in LA. Um, <laughs> they actually there there's a system that they changed to the functionality on the app, <gasps> where they like the voices could actually be 
Lightning McQueen or Jackson Storm could be talking to you and giving you directions. And that's they're awesome. actually the actors, the real actors' voices I would giving totally you do directions. That. So. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I also know yeah. from a collector standpoint and for kids who for, for older mm. kids who love to play with their toys still, um, the company called Sphero, uh, you may recognize them because oh. they, they made the BB eight. Yeah. That sure. that the little BB eight, well they made a Lightning McQueen too. I have to say it's it's expensive, but his his mouth moves. He talks. It's Owen Wilson. His eyes move, and he drives like Lightning McQueen. It's it's pretty wow. awesome. So for you, those of you who like your high tech toys, there is a, and you love cars. There's a really good cool Sphero thing. So I I think they've done everything right. I believe that Cars Three is going to continue the legacy on. Uh, I think they we, did great in the promotion especially for I agree. auto trader and race that's geared specifically towards the adults Kids I aren't using yeah ways. i was gonna say yeah. the way like thing is ways is clever. for people who actually drive and you have right. to be an adult for that you know yeah. so like i, 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 I think agree. the promotion was great Disney's I, yeah. usually good with that they, they usually are they didn't uh no stone unturned in the promotion of cars three yeah. yeah um so as we wrap things up we always do final thoughts uh, marissa um, I really enjoyed this film. I'm, I'm glad this kind of got Cars 3 back on the map, you know, like in, in a good way. And it kind of not really takes away like the bad taste that Cars 2 did, but it helps it. Um, and it makes, it, it reminds you why we liked Cars so mm-hmm. much. Um, I love the progression of the characters and giving it a female storyline. I think it's great. Definitely check out a rundown. We have so much details, including the Easter eggs that, of course, mm-hmm. Disney has in all yeah. of their, their movies. Yeah, so Becca, you, you tweeted out at least one of them. Yeah, yeah, the Pizza Planet. Yeah, where's the Pizza Planet truck? Um, it's in like it's in the demolition scene, I believe. And how many Easter uh, eggs? Yeah, the, were there? Yeah. the Pizza Planet. Oh, there, there's a lot. There's um, a ton. The Pizza Planet truck is on one of the competitors' uh, um, demolition that on the side okay. after getting there's... smashed. The the iconic rocket on top of the right. truck flies yeah. off into the audience. <laughs> yeah, and you saw a one one three, which is you know the famous office right. number of Disney Studio Animations that was yep. on Sterling's office, and that was also on um, the commentator Shannon Spokes. That was her press sticker number. Right, one one three. I also liked the um, I mean, yeah. that's the uh, Coco Town thing because. I saw the preview for Coco before, and I'm right. like, wait, that's the same town. Clever. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. yeah. The Luxo Junior Ball, which is in, like, every Disney Right. Movie, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it but, appears as an illustration on, on one of the trucks in the Demolition Derby. Derby. Yeah. Um, Jeff Gordon, of course, reprises his role. Right. The We had the Lightyear tires, which was right. Lightyear. Um, yeah. Oh, well, one of Lightning McQueen's rivals on the track is the light blue colored number one. 31. Right. Um, the car named Terry Cargus, which is sponsored by Triple Triple, triple Dent, it. which is the gum in Inside Out. I saw that one too. The, so the, 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 the jingle. You know, there, there's yeah, a lot they, more. They do um, a ton of that stuff. Easter and eggs. that's, and that's what makes. I think what, part of what makes then that's the charm of Pixar movies. So. Oh, yeah. I totally Maybe saw it. A woman three. I was like, there it is. Uh-huh. There it is. I see it. Yep. So, <laughs> Becca, what were your final thoughts? My final On thoughts three. are I like how they um, made Cars 3 so relevant to the to the present day and age. Um, that's how, when I was going to see it, Marissa's like, you're going to love it because, they, because of the story. Sure. And how relevant <clears throat> it is to right now. 
So yeah, I like that there's was a strong female character. Yeah. Yeah, listen, I, I really think Cars 3, again, I'll say, it goes back on track. And mm-hmm. and, I, and I do really believe that Cars 2 was a lesson to Pixar as a whole. Not just that it affects Cars 3, but I think it affected their, the, the movies after. Uh, the movie has heart. It has fun, great characters to watch. Cruz Ramirez uh, and Lightning McQueen together. I look forward. I hope there's at least one more movie um, oh. with those two and our good friends at Radiator Springs. Uh, it's good to be back. I myself will be at Radiator Springs sometime within the next week or so, oh, for sure. Take me. Because, take me. Uh, absolutely. Anybody can come you. along. Yes. Tell me. Yeah, I'll because, uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it's great. And you really do, you, the detail that they put into it, you'd feel like you're in the movie. Uh, yes. Uh, so... Uh, hey, so, well, and, and thank you to you, you fine folk for, for tuning in and, and watching this breakdown and watching us in detail yes. talk about cars and Cars Land and Cars 3. Uh, stay tuned because the summer is just rolling, man. We've got so many movies to talk about, whether it's comedies like Rough Night, whether, yes, we will. We will talk about Transformers The Last Night, Baby Driver, um, Spider-Man Homecoming. And we've talked about the other Disney movies that we mentioned in the show. A lot of Pixar movies. uh, Jeez. Yeah, Good Dinosaur and Inside Out and Finding Dory. Yeah, and Jungle Book, which we're referring to in this, too. So we are Disney. We are very Disney-centric here. Um, We love the Disney movies. Becca, thank you very much for coming back. (laughs) And and, uh, we always welcome your return anytime you ever want. Marissa... (laughs) As, since day one, it's just yep. it's my it's honor. Been us. <laughs> well, since day one, it's truly been an honor that you uh, that I'm allowed to be here next to you. <laughs> so, uh, and and to you, it truly is an honor that you tune in. Keep your comments coming because they've been fantastic lately, folks, and really love them. Whether you agree or disagree with us, really love reading them. Keep on being smart, intelligent, and keep on watching movies. Please go to the theaters. Love this stuff like we do. Until next time. We will see you at the movies. Bye. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the rest of the Anatomy of a Movie staff, we would like to thank you for listening and subscribing to the show. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email or tweet us. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been Anatomy of a Movie.